And we are live. I was going to do the dorkening promo, but I got distracted. But we are live, and welcome to episode 26 of the Loudest Sports Show, brought to you by the Dorkening Network and sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. I am your host, Patrick Ray. Hope you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And joining me is Slashes the Ice Queen. I almost called you Slashes Von nice Nightmare again. Nice Mayor? <laughs> you, are, you are doing really well. Slashes Von Ice Mayor. I don't know if that doesn't work as well. Really well. Good job. But we are also joined, as you can see, if you were watching the video, you are uh, seeing uh, our good buddy from It's Go Time with Jay and James. It's Jay, not James, because we did have James a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I listened to that episode, and hopefully I could do a better job than he did. No offense, well James. <laughs> <laughs> we love friendly competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is the Aaron Naismith uh, show, twenty six, right? So let's let's Ooh. kick this thing off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, is that a is that a sensitive subject over there? Or? No, not for me. It's just I, I don't think it's all that good. Uh, I mean, maybe he proves us wrong, but uh, we will get into that when we talk about the Celtics. Uh, but first off, we have our opening face-off question, and uh, Jay, because you are the guest, you get to go first. Uh, who is a player that you hate slash hated? Uh, playing against your team all right well obviously within the last nfl season you definitely had for all you uh new england patriots fans tom brady going over to the tampa bay buccaneers uh they didn't play against each other but it was one of those weird situations where when the super bowl was happening i was like man this doesn't seem right i am not you know i'm a fan of this player but not this team uh and i was very much on the bandwagon of tampa bay so it felt very dirty to me uh and i think next season they do play each other so that should be yeah. very interesting uh so that's definitely one and it's very like you know bottom of the barrel here but uh the one that i think i kind of had uh not many people would have i was a huge fan because i grew up in utah and i was a not not a huge jazz fan but i was a big brian russell fan uh at the time when Jordan left to go try to do his baseball thing for 18 months, his sabbatical, so be it. Brian Russell came into his, into my world and became my favorite NBA basketball player. I went to his basketball camp. I was a kid. I, I, I just idolized him because he was, he was attainable. You know, he, he's a guy that was only averaging about nine points coming off the bench, not a big deal. So I, I liked him. And then 97, 98 season happened. And I was just like distraught because I am, I'm a huge bulls fan. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, my player's getting roasted by Michael Jordan right now. And I don't know what, I didn't know what to do. So it was one of those weird moments where I'm like, yay, but bulls won. And I was still super happy about that. And, but it all happened on, on, on when he fell down to the ground and I was just like, Oh man, I can never come back from this again. He was helped, <laughs> he was helped to the ground. Oh, I, I, at the time, I was like, oh, he was pushed, but a hell of a shot, Jordan. So I still, because it was still my team at the time. I just liked Russell as a player. I yeah. didn't like the Jazz. So like, let's let's be honest. I mean, I, I liked him as my West Coast team, but as far as teams go, Chicago was my team. And But uh, Russell at the time when Jordan left was my was my favorite player. So at, you know, during the 95, 96 seasons. So, so you hated seeing Jordan play against, or you hated oh, yeah. play against Jordan. No, I hated seeing Russell play against, you know, Jordan. Cause I, I just knew what was going to happen. And he was at the time, like really close to my heart. And, and, and boy, did that really crush my heart at the time, uh, for him. But, uh, on the other side of the coin, 
I was happy for Michael Jordan, you know, like, I guess it, it all worked out, but. Yeah, seeing your your favorite team play against like your second favorite team or like your favorite player, like that's that's tough. So yeah, uh, for sure. Ashes, how about you? So I have a couple, okay. and it's not so much. Um, I I hate these players playing against my team because they're so good. It's I hate these players. And number one is fucking Sidney Crosby. I hate Sidney Crosby with a fiery passion, and I can't explain why. I don't like his face. He has a very punchable face. He has this air of arrogance about him, and especially that like you know, little mustache in and off the ice. Like I just hate him so much. I hate how chippy he can get sometimes, and you know, which is which is kind of hypocritical for me because that chippiness is something that i admire in some other players so you know that's a that's a discussion for another day yeah. um but yeah Sidney crosby and i mean and he is good he's so good he's been in the nhl for oh god over 15 years exactly. yeah i would say like 15 years i think I he's mean, like your age uh, i think he's a couple years younger so so like 33 so 15, my age. yeah he came in at like 18 so 15 15 years sounds about right. You know, and he was named captain shortly thereafter, you know, for, for good reason. He's a fantastic player and he's going to have a hell of a career. You know, I mean, he's had a hell of a career. He's going to continue to have a hell of a career. You know, it, it, he's, he's good, but I just hate him so much. And uh, kicking it back a little bit, the Sedin twins. Oh, yeah. Um, Heinrich and Daniel, the Sedin twins. I hated them so and much. Alex and Alex Burrow's so, a vegetarian. Right? Oh, oh. The, the 2011 Stanley Cup run when they played the Canucks, I was just... Oh, the, when you know, Burrow's bit fucking Bergeron's The entire hand. 2011 Canucks roster. Let's just put that on there. I hated that oh. team with a fiery passion. The same passion that I, I hate Sidney Crosby. I don't think anybody's Crosby. still on that team. Maybe no, Edler? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah. they don't even have the same coach. Oh, who was in net? Um, Luongo. Roberto, oh, Roberto Luongo. Luongo. Yeah, Mr. Tim Thomas isn't pumping up my tires. Ooh, he's, he's not telling not me that I'm me that good. I, yeah, like, because you're not. But anyways, that's... Uh, the, the, the Sedins were just whiny and, you know, decent players. But I just... remember Marchand grabbed one of them by the front of the jersey and was just like bopping him in the face mm -hmm. like one of those like old bop bags. And instead of like fighting back or pushing him, he looked at the referee like, oh, he's hitting me. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. I, do I was have... like, seriously? <laughs> I do have a shirt that says the Sedin sisters, two girls, no cup. Yeah, we both have that shirt. <laughs> it's just pretty fantastic. Um, and to uh, end my rant, uh, the entire roster of the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. <laughs> this season, because the Bruins aren't playing them. but And it's not so much in recent seasons. They've gone through a coaching change, which is news for today. And yeah, another coaching um, change. And they're not quite the same team that they were a couple of years ago. But I'm talking back when, like, P.K. Subban was on the Canadians. Dale Weiss. You know, like, Ugh. they played uh, a Ugh. game of hockey that was not... They'd nice. grab onto your stick and fall <laughs> down. Not and nice. Like, oh, he hit me. Um, you know, it, it was uh, not a reputable uh, game of hockey that they were playing. And not, it bugged me Not respectable in, in really any sense. Um, they were talented, but they played well, that that's the thing, you know, and, and, and we used to hate, like, we used to hate P.K. Subban so much. And he left Montreal 
and he now we awesome. like him. Oh yeah, I love PK. So I'd like, take him on this team. You know, in a he's heartbeat. currently <laughs> on the, the Devils, and yeah, he's fun to watch. Like he's such a great player, right? Absolutely. You know, he's he's you know philanthropic both on and off the ice, and you know who knew. Who knew? You didn't know that when he was playing for Montreal and you wouldn't have because you can't get past this facade of the the, the hockey that they're playing. You, know, you, you don't never... want to get to know that you don't you don't want to get to know these players because, you know, they, they just weren't playing a great game of hockey. I will never forget Boston playing in Montreal when Chara absolutely destroyed. Uh, what's his name? Max Pacioretty mm. and half of the fans in attendance called the Mounties, the Mounties to come arrest Chara at the game. So, sounds like, like a Canadian thing to do, right? It's like, oh, hey, he hit our guy. That ain't right there. Look at him. You almost decaffeinated him. Oh, I got to hit up Timmy Hortons after the game here. <laughs> uh, for me, it's a couple of guys that I hated seeing uh, my team play. Were you done? Oh yeah, I'm done. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, a couple of like you looked like you were about to say something. You're like, um, for the for me for the Bruins for a while, I hated them seeing hated seeing them play against the Capitals because they could not beat Braden Holtby. Mm. Not that Holtby was like a phenomenal goalie. He was very good. He won a cup. He you know he he took them and uh, they beat Vegas uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know for Ovechkin's first win uh, in the in the finals, but. They could, whatever reason, they could not beat Braden Holtby. Um, I also hated watching the Red Sox play against the, uh, you know, back when the 10, 12 years ago when the rivalry was still there. Um, you know, like the 08, the 04 through like 09 seasons, you know, uh, like when A Rod hit the, Knocked the ball, slap, slap the ball out. Yeah, mm. with his giant hamburger helper mitts. Like <laughs> he, he looked like he was wearing the hamburger helper guy. But it's like makes a great like, meal. Oh, this guy, I hate him so much, but like he's so good. Like it's gotten to the point where like when we go to games, you remember that? Remember when we used to go to games? Oh god, I was like, uh, <laughs> I would heckle guys. Like we went to a uh, a uh, Celtics Rockets game. It was like the two of us, my dad and both my brothers. We all went and I was trash talking Harden. I was like, hey, Harden, I respect your talent. But today I hope your squadron is unsuccessful in their endeavors. <laughs> wow, that's a long rant. Well, it's like, really did, he, did he get all that? I don't know if he did. <laughs> we, we were way up in the bleachers. So I was- uh, <laughs> that's my trash talk. I respect your ability, but hope you don't have a good game. <laughs> It sounds like a Family Guy reference right there of how long it went. <laughs> and maybe only the guy next to you drinking his beer was like, <laughs> you know, like spit up his beer. Like, <laughs> well, like that's just that's just how I, I trash talk. It's like very eloquently. And yeah, you know, it's like I'm not like, hey, Gina, you suck. Like everybody says that. <laughs> but he doesn't. He didn't. It's like. He's Hall of Famer. Like, like that's one of the things. Like I can't sit there and be like, "Hey, hey, Mariano Rivera, you're a choke artist." No, he's not. <laughs> like, was it? Was Dwight Howard on the team with the Rockets? Um, I went to that game too at the Garden, but it was Harden and Dwight Howard playing. It might have been. They were the Celtics were down eleven. This at, was many years ago. So, like, obviously, with Dwight Howard. This, okay, is, this is three. 
It was 2017. Four? 2017. So it was four years ago. That probably that I was probably there. Yeah, it was uh, the Celtics are down 11 and Harden just stopped playing defense because the Celtics came back and he was just like slowly walking up the court like and the Celtics oh. ended up winning. Oh, they did win. All right. I, I, the game that I went to, they, I don't think they were six and they didn't win. And Dwight Howard was a fucking beast in that game. Like, oh, no, that was- I, I watched it was during his like prime and I was watching like, how does this guy get stopped? Like this team is really good. And then, but they weren't, you know, <laughs> it was just at the time Celtics, I think at that point was like 40 and 42. Like they were, Oh no, this is, they this were not was, there yet. This was Isaiah Thomas playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a year they went, uh, this is the year before they traded for Kyrie. Oh, like they had like 55 wins or something pretty yeah, good. You know, they, this yeah. was a good team. This was the Eastern Conference Finals team. This okay. was like this a few months before Isaiah got hurt. Got it. It was back when uh, they had all the shirts outside saying, and King in the fourth, you know, all those were because he just yeah. come alive in the fourth quarter and just dominated. Oh, it was a fun season, man. That was a fun season. Oh, yeah. Sure. Very surprising. So that's a that's a guy I, I uh, you know like Braden Holtby like play, watching him play against the Yankees, I hated that. Um, I hate uh, I hate seeing him play against uh, Kyrie now because like Kyrie for some reason tries when he's playing against the Celtics even though he didn't do that when he played for them, which is weird. Um, and he likes to burn sage in well, the garden one time, and he's like, <laughs> no, I do this all the time. It's like, oh, you do. How come no one's ever seen you do it before or since? It's like, no, I do it all the time. It's like, no, you're a fucking weirdo. I'm glad you're not on my team. You're it's, from an, you're from another planet. Yes. It's like those middle school girls practice witchcraft. Oh my god, I watched at a at a Ouija board and like now I'm a witch. <laughs> Just like that. Dead, dead on Kyrie. That was great, Pat. Oh man, you nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things I do. Uh, yeah, um, oh yeah. I'm sure there's uh there there are other like if we thought about it, I'm you know, and it's kind of like what you were saying, like, you know, a guy leaves the team and it's like, ah, oh, you know, I hate watching my team beat that guy because like he was such an integral part of my team for so long. Like, you know, like I hate that, you know, like if the Red Sox were to play the Dodgers again, like I love Mookie, like we talk about mm. how he's that would be a- such a weird thing. Would you yell at Mookie? I wouldn't. I, I you would? No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't yell at Mookie. I like Mookie, and like I said, we we. Uh, I mean, I would yell Mookie to Mookie. <laughs> That's your name, Mookie. Maybe <laughs> maybe I would. Uh, maybe I would say something like, "Hey, Marcus Lynn." I hope you're doing well. (laughs) Mookie, you got a nice tan. (laughs) Are they treating you well? Your mother is a little uneven. See somebody about that. How's driving in L.A.? Ha! (laughs) I don't know if it's worse than driving in Boston. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) He takes a train, so I don't know. (laughs) Good luck merging across eight lanes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm don't sure. take a helicopter. Oh shoot, was that too soon? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Sorry, we did have a whole bad, like, bad form. Uh, Wait, we ha- <laughs> well, we 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 did uh, a, you know on the anniversary we did a a little bit of a Kobe tribute. 
No, I'm but, sorry. That was too no, early. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> Kobe is one of the guys I hated watching play against the Celtics because it's like, <laughs> you know, we especially watching him in, in 08. And it's like, oh, God. First of all, like, he worked out for the Celtics. Like, I was showing her an article a while ago. It's like, yeah, they went with, like, some. It was that close back then that he was very close to being on that yeah. on the Celtics team. They were like, yeah, I don't know if this kid's, ah, he's good. I like him. Red likes him, but we're going to go in a different direction. It's like, oh. oh. Was that Patino? Was that Patino talking? No, no, I forget who it was. It, it wasn't Patino, though. It was somebody else, but it was just like, oh, what could have been? Yeah, no, no shit. Ugh. Like when they drafted Chauncey Billups, and then they're like, Patino's like, eh, this guy ain't no good, and shipped him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a tough call. <laughs> that, was a, that was a tough one. That was a Ron there's, Mar- there's Mar- many of those. <laughs> they actually, I remember they had to change a rule because they had, uh, they were trying to bring Antoine Walker back to play with Pierce again. That's when they had Gary Payton. Oh, yeah. So they traded Payton to the Hawks. Payton's like, I'm not reporting to you. I'm not going to play for you. They're like, fine, we'll cut you. And he's like, good. And he just like re signed with Boston. <laughs> like guys would do that shit all the time and they're like all right we have to stop this because like one like it's like you just traded gary payton for for antoine walker like that's terrible and payton's like yeah, i'm not playing for him and they're like well nothing we can do and he's like oh okay good thing i didn't unpack any of my shit i'm staying in boston I'm so, still I'm still in Boston. I never came to it. Atlanta. I never left. I didn't even <laughs> a toothbrush. Like it's awesome. Like they used to do that shit all the time, and it, they had to change the the rule because guys would do that. They're like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna trade you, right? But like, when you're not, not go. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going. You just say I don't want to play there, and like. They'll release you, and then you just come right back in. Like we won't even like clean out your locker. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think that's a pretty good spot to uh, take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we will uh, we will get into the hockey talk and basketball and baseball and football because there is a lot going on, especially the revelation about Russell Wilson today, the uh, new ordinance for the city of Boston. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, yeah, so we will be back momentarily after we uh, do our promo. And here's Zombie Talk About Coffee. Hey, you dorks. This is Gunnar Hansen, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you are listening to The Dorkening. Hi, I'm Brian Johnson. And although you probably accidentally stumbled across it and have no idea why you're watching it, you are, in fact, watching The Dorkening. Hello, this is Tom Kenny, voice actor. Uh, the voice of the Ice King on Adventure Time. And SpongeBob SquarePants. Bah, meow. Oh, Gary the Snail, too. Hey, guess what you're filling your eye holes and ear holes with? The Dorkening! Oh, I love the Dorkening. Very popular in Ooh. And Bikini Bottom. Hi, I'm Lou Ferrigno. You're watching The Dorkening. And you know what? You don't like me when I get angry, so don't get me angry. You better keep watching The Dorkening. Hey guys, this is Felissa Rose, and you're watching The Dorkening. Hey guys, it's Courtney Palm. We're shooting Death House, and you're watching The Dorkening. 
This is Anthony Michael Hall, and you're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. My friend's going to show you what entertainment's all about, baby. The Dorkening. <laughs> Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at GetDeadly.com. Coffee's so good, <laughs> it's scary. All right. I was able to get the, uh, the uh, promo in there after all, even though I messed it up the first time. But that's okay, because we got it in there. So... <clears throat> Uh, Jay, I know you're not a big uh, hockey guy, but we're gonna we're gonna take care of uh, the hockey stuff real quick. Uh, although there are a couple of things I think you could uh, you could weigh in on, even though you're not, um, you know, hockey's not your really your thing. But I think there's a couple of things you can weigh on. Starting with what we teased right before the uh, right before the break, the Bruins are gonna have an eight game homestand with fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, new order allows for twelve percent capacity for sports, so about two thousand people at uh the garden and that would leave about four thousand ish i think it's like thirty two thousand uh or maybe thirty eight thousand so four to six thousand at uh or four or five thousand at um fenway so that's interesting i'm not sure how that's gonna work how like i haven't seen all the details for it it doesn't roll out uh for uh a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, March, of March 22nd, correct. So I'm sure they're going to have protocols in place and stuff. If you, you know, feel that you need to go and see a live event. I mean, they'll definitely be able to distance everyone. Um, I don't know how that's going to work when it comes to concessions, you know, or bathroom lines or, you know, I don't know if they're going to scan you when you come in to make sure that you don't have a fever. Baseball said no. Baseball said that they will not. That's not just the Red Sox, but major league baseball. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, They said, no, there will be a mask mandate, but I don't know how you're going to enforce a mask mandate and sell concessions at the same time. It's like, well, I'm just going to take it off for a minute to eat my hot dog. And I'm going to well, take it off again to drink my beer. And I'm and just going to leave it off while I walk around and go to the bathroom. 12% capacity. Does that include the players and the workers and everything the 12% else? 12% capacity of, of seats. Okay. So if you have, you know, like at a uh, at the garden, you know, places where they play basketball or, or hockey, you're usually around fourteen to 17,000, depending on how tightly packed you are, how big the stadium is. But it's it's around fourteen to 17. Um, so you're looking two to 3,000, you know, fans. If I mean, that's what they do. I mean, uh, in Texas, I think it's 25 or 50%. Um, so this isn't bad. Um, baseball stadiums are bigger. You know, but even Fenway is the smallest stadium. Uh, it's like really the only one that hasn't been updated in the last. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're also outdoors. Hundred, yeah, but even even in, other stadiums in... that are outdoors, you're still packed it. And we've been to Fenway, Jay. I assume you've been yes. to Fenway before. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, have you been in the last few years? Yeah, I would say three or four. Yeah, within the last three or four years. Yeah. So you know how tight it is in there. It's mm-hmm. worse at the Garden. Yeah, incredibly. Yep. Um, we went 
for your birthday in uh, 19. Mm -hmm. And they had just, yeah, they had just renovated the garden at that time. And oh my goodness, like they, they put so many seats and, and the way that you feel like you're just going to fall over. You feel like you're leaning forward. Like Like I I felt like I needed a seatbelt or something to strap me in. So I wasn't going to fall over onto the people in front of me. Yeah, it was over overall this is a great thing i just won't be the one attending so for the sanctity of sports and people and america getting back to things i'm all for that but uh hopefully everyone's safe i probably won't be there but uh i think it's a good step that's about it right as long as everyone's safe good step especially with you know you you hear about the vaccine rollout and it's like oh it'll be april it'll be fall it'll be christmas we're going to be wearing masks through 2022. Like, you know, we can't get any consistency because we're not sure what is going to happen. We don't know about, you know, uh, different strains. Ooh, pardon me. Uh, different strains, you know, stuff like that. So we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, again, I'm with you and uh, I know you are as well. Uh, it's great that fans are going to be there. If you feel that you need to go to a sporting event right now, then uh, that's your prerogative. That's not mine. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. You know, I will continue to watch from the comfort of my house where the alcohol is cheaper and the food is better. Yeah, I mean, and then that's that's it. I mean, that's there's nothing like watching a game at Fenway. I but... mean, like it's it. You know, as much as I miss, you know, seeing live stuff, going to things, participating in life, um, I'm not in a, a rush to get out there before the masses are ready. Let's just put it that. I'll just leave it at that. Like I'm, I'm, Same. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, next up on the list. Uh, Bruins continue their uh, their winning ways. Uh, dominated oh, they Philadelphia at Lake the Flyers Tahoe. Flyers at Tahoe. Okay, can we just talk about those outdoor? I was going to say it's a good thing that they won. I thought you were going to talk moment. about their their uh, outfits that well, they're I'm, currently I, showing I, on TV. I need to have conversations about everything that took place last weekend because it was a lot of fun, and there was some uh, talk about you know does it have the same effect without the fans there? I think they did a really good job with coverage, and especially with the Bruins. I mean, they did this whole like ni- early 90s throwback, you know, with their ensembles heading off to the ice because obviously teams were in their retro jerseys ba- uh, last weekend and the Bruins retro jerseys have uh, uh, an 80s and early 90s feel to it. So it was and it was Bergeron's idea. Yes. It was Bergeron's idea because a couple of years ago when they played at Notre Dame for the Winter Classic, they did a whole like Peaky Blinders theme and they were mm-hmm. all, you know, dressed really dapperly and very chic. Uh, so Bergeron decided that it would be a good idea if they did something like that again. And in honor of the jerseys they were wearing, he thought it would be fun to do this 90s throwback. So you know, they all showed up in these multicolored neon windbreakers Windbreaker, and fanny Berge- packs. Bergeron was serving '90s dad fanny pack realness, and I was he here for a, it. He had a, a a Walkman. Two guys were Fun wearing. Story two about guys were wearing Mighty Ducks jerseys. The shirt that I saw that. Yeah. 
Um, the Cam Neely the Cam, yeah. playoffs. Yes. So <laughs> he was looking for a shirt and trying to find, he wanted either like a Neely or a Bork uh, vintage shirt. And he was looking online and he had found a couple, but it wasn't going to, they weren't going to arrive in time. One of the employees said, hey, let me check my closet and showed up with just a bunch of vintage shirts. That's amazing. From his own closet and said, take your pick. And he chose that that Neely. I would have insisted that he sign it when he gave it back. Um, (laughs) Don't wash it. Just uh, sign it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and and, and poor Pat, like poor Pat <laughs> not being able to listen to Barbie Girl because of the uh, the media just insisting that Did you he come out. Did you happen to see and, any of that, Jay? You know, I I heard about it in pasta. That guy fucks, huh, man? That guy was all all about it. I think it, what a young. I I, I love the youth. Because what I saw, it's funny that Bergeron did it. He's a little bit older, I would imagine, right? Five. How old? Thirty-five. Okay, but it, it's what 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 was taking place really seemed like a like a the twenty year olds on the team decided to do this, and the rest of the team followed. So it's funny to see the flip, but uh, I don't know. I just felt with the Aqua Girl or or um, Barbie Girl by Aqua oh, yeah. and Pasta just loving it, and I'm just like that guy fucks like that guy's the man <laughs> at what, what is he 20 i was listening to the barbie girl song <laughs> and that's yes. i don't know what song they're gonna be listening to um <laughs> no there's there's rumor that he and marshand are in competition to see who control the media the best oh, i thought you were gonna say in competition to see like you know who gets the most numbers or stuff when they go on the road because i don't know either one of them well i mean Marshand is 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 married. Oh, that I didn't know. With, uh, a, a bebe. I knew Bergie was. I didn't know Marsh was. No, pasta. No, like that's why he showed up like twenty pounds overweight after the the break last year because he had just been partying his nuts off, like because he's twenty two and he's a millionaire. Like I mean, you know what? Good good on him. But but yeah, I I thought it was a really good time. You had the mascots out there ski had blades skiing you had gritty snowboarding you know they did a lot of this behind the scenes stuff to kind of you know keep fans in the loop and you know i i thought it was i thought they did a really good job and it was a really fun time but that game the bruins flyers game oh my god i just i i would rewatch that game And, and it's the highest rated nbc game well that I'm not surprised because they they the, like it broke records. The Vegas Colorado game was kind of like an experiment, and that one didn't quite work out the way they thought it was. Now, to, to finish talking about the I Bruins mean, one, it was fantastic watching outdoor <clears throat> hockey at midnight on well, our time. To finish, like that was that was a lot of fun. To finish the uh, thoughts on the Bruins and kind of tie it back to what you said, Jay, talking about. Uh, Pasternak fucks. Uh, he fucks <laughs> Wait, Carter that, Hart that. pretty hard because <laughs> he had tricks in two games against Philadelphia. So, you know, I mean, 34 seconds into the first, 46 seconds into the second period, and then he scored uh, late in the in the. Oh, he didn't do it against Hart. He did it against Brian Elliott. But still, I was like, man, they should just put Gritty in goal. But the uh, the whole thing with the uh, sun kind of creating um, unsafe conditions on the ice after the first period in the Colorado game. One of the things that was going on at the same time was a wedding. 
there was a wedding going on uh, that obviously had been planned, you know, far in advance. And they're like, oh, we're going to do this. And the bride was like, well, I don't, you know, how noisy is going to be, how. And they showed a shot, like they kind of like zoomed out a little bit. And you can see everybody like maybe a hundred yards away, like doing wedding ceremony stuff. And it got to the point where, uh, and let me pull this up so I can do a, a, a screen share because this was, this was great. Oh my God. Did Gritty crash the wedding? Well, <laughs> hold on. I want Gritty to let's get remarried. So Gritty can crash our wedding. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me, let me share my screen real quick so I can explain and we can explain what's going on. All right. We're going to share and we're going to go Chrome tab and we're going to go that one. And as soon as it comes up, and the title is Lake Tahoe Wedding Gets Gritty. Oh, my God. To the NHL. And not only did Gritty go to the wedding, Blades was there, too. Hold on. Where's the freaking picture? Well, there it is. Oh, my God. My computer is so slow right now. <laughs> This is riveting radio. This is, yeah. I, I, I so hope you, everyone's watching. <laughs> you can see here, you can see like the boat, like in the actual uh -huh. lake. You can see all the people. Like the Bruins are playing the Flyers, and less than 100 yards away, there's people. Oh, my God. On their yeah. What, what are we doing with our lives when we're not on a boat on Lake Tahoe getting married, watching a goddamn NHL play a hockey game? Yeah. Oh yeah we're, doing, we're doing something wrong here, huh? We are. <laughs> That's uh, gritty snowboarding, and uh, yeah, there was a picture there earlier. I don't know what happened to it, but it was gritty. And oh, there we go. Oh, there my we go. God. excellent! Does she know how lucky she is. Does she and know? I want to point. I want to point this out. Blades and Gritty are both wearing face coverings because they nice. have to be safe. Mm -hmm. But she's no. not. What the hell? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, what the it's hell? like. <laughs> My special day i can do what i want but you know they uh because they moved the time of the wedding because the wedding was that sunday they moved the time because they were like are we gonna have like hockey players like walking through our procession like i'd be like that's yeah. fine so, oh, okay. Berkey, you want a drink pasta <laughs> open bar. <laughs> yeah. don't bring him don't bring that guy i, I Oh, hide, hide your wife. Pasta. How are your children? We got Barbie girl <laughs> yeah. and oh, an open bar. Come on down. Pasta's on his way. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your girl. Grab your girl. Run away. Hey, are you? Uh, what are you doing here? Are you single? Uh, I'm the bride. Oh, I just thought <laughs> you had a very nice dress. Come here often. <laughs> so, do you live around here often? But yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, oh man! Like if your wedding's gonna get crashed <sighs> by anyone, like that's so much better than the people who had their wedding crashed by Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at me! It's like, why are you here? Get out! Supposed to gritty. It's like, fuck yeah! I'm gonna fight gritty. <laughs> what do you want you to fight gritty? Somebody would somebody would get drunk and fight gritty. I guarantee you that one of my brothers would try to fight gritty this at my is wedding. True. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, our wedding. I would say your wedding. Or, or he would yell at him. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, right, right, right on fucking cue. Uh, talking about how they're they're winning and they're doing well. Let's see how they do against the Islanders tonight. They just gave up a goal. Uh, it's three two Islanders right now. So. Uh, Again, some reason they cannot win against the Islanders, and for some reason, every time they play the Islanders, Halak is in goal, and I don't get it. 
Oh, don't get it. See, look at this. He's trying to get trying to get rid of the puck. It's Trent Frederick. It's stuck in his shoes. And speaking of Frederick, who had his first, first NHL, NHL goal. career goal at Lake Tahoe. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Lake Placid because it was just the uh, anniversary of. Oh, uh, we'll Miracle. talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Canadians have fired Claude Julien, or as I call him, Claude Julien, because he has that weird <laughs> squished-in face, and assistant Kirk Muller and Dominique Ducharme, named interim head coach. And you know, to kind of touch on what we talked about with. The Canadians earlier. You can't coach the Canadians unless you speak fluent French. Like that's what you could be the greatest goddamn coach on the planet. Do you speak fluent French? You don't. Sorry. Next. Yeah. Really? Is that a, is that a qualification that's a for that? Prerequisite. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, Jeremy Lozon for the Bruins will be out for about mm-hmm. four weeks of uh, following hand surgery. So I mean, four weeks. So right around the time that. Uh, Fans can be back in the stands for the eight-game home stand. Uh, he'll be back. So, uh, what were you uh, you going to talk about? Uh, yeah. So earlier this stuff. week on February twenty-second, it was the forty-first anniversary of the miracle on ice. For those who don't know, that is when the nineteen eighty U.S. Olympic men's hockey team beat the Soviet four to three. And this was huge. Now, now that wasn't the game that they won the gold. They actually went on and win the gold, not that gold. That was to go um, to the gold medal game. Right. So they beat the Soviets to move on to play Finland, which they, they beat and then ultimately won the gold medal. But the reason why the Soviet game was so important is because they had no business beating the Soviets. The Soviets at that time were the most dominant team in the world. And they were bigger they were stronger, they were faster, and better they were conditioned, more conditioned. Better coached. Well, maybe not better. And, no, and, and older. Right? right. Older. They, they were men, right? Like Some guys had been playing together for 15 years. And they had just smoked the NHL All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And they had just smoked, even worse, the, the USA team in an exhibition uh, 10 to 3. And this was just a couple of days before Lake Plastic. Less, less than two weeks. So, you know, the. Uh, In Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So, you know, the U.S. was kind of going through it at that time with Cold War and a lot of other stuff that was happening. Hostage and, crisis, Three Mile Island. Yeah, it was just it was no. not a, not a good time in the early 80s for for the the, the U.S. and they really needed something to believe in, and these kids because that's a they really were they were kids. Some of you know, them were eighteen, out of 18 college, to twenty, right? You know, I don't think any of them were really older than 21, 22 years old. Uh, wanting to play for Team USA to play a couple just just a, a couple more minutes of hockey before hanging up their skates and having to go. I mean, I think um, there were talks of a couple of them going into the NHL. Yeah, a couple of guys. But, like, you know, Jim like, Craig like had Jim an Craig offer, had an offer from Atlanta. Uh, you know, they were just looking for that one last little bit of playing hockey before hanging up their skates to go out into the real world. You know, and these these kids from these different backgrounds from rival universities, you know, coming together and learning how to work together to become Team USA and defeat the Soviets. It, it was it was I mean, 
It was better it was, than Rocky was a, beating Drago. I was going to say, like, really it, for, for lack of better words, <laughs> a miracle on ice. You know, was, do you believe in miracles? If you could have scripted a movie, like, this is the script that every sports you know, movie and it's all yeah. goes funny on. because, oh, yeah. you know, going through and we watch Miracle every year on the anniversary because that's, yeah, my, like that's thing. my thing. I'm obsessed with the... Love the, the movie. Love it, yeah. U.S. If you haven't seen it, for folks who are watching, it's on Disney+. Plus. I have Mike Ruzioni's autobiography uh, in my possession. I plan on reading it at some point. Signed. Yeah, and it's it's signed by him. Um, All right. But anyways, I even met Mike Ruzioni when I was in college. Uh, He did a... um, He's a public speaker now. I mean, he's a businessman, but he's also a public speaker. And he goes around, and my roommate at the time was from from Winthrop where he's from and she went to school with his kids her dad was a head chef at a restaurant that uh she was a hostess at and seated him so like she knew him and she's like hey do you want to meet him and I was just like yeah so I mean I met him and completely fell silent had no idea what to say to him I was just like hi it's nice to meet you join us next (laughs) that will be Mike Arruzioni (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to keep saying um, that until it's true. <laughs> yeah, you got to manifest it. Uh, but anyways, this was huge. This was huge. They, these kids had no business winning that game, and they did. Because what they had that the Soviets didn't have was a whole lot of heart. And, you know, was you Walt s- Disney scripting their, their lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you think about Disney's it, like, yes. funny. like I said, you know, we, we watched the movie and I was just happening. I was scrolling through the IMDb comment section and, you know, people were like, oh, this is so, you know, uh, typical like typical you know typical disney, disney and like, like blah, blah, blah 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 and it's like do you guys not realize uh, that like this is based off of real events this, like, this is what happened really here is the happened. footage from the actual game you can look it up this is the olympics and to be honest i felt like disney fell short of actually what was happening in the world around us a little bit they were still kind of focusing on the kids and the game and well, whatever yeah. oh, but there was so much other shit happening like like mm-hmm. ash has just said that it was like, this is incredible. And I mean, I think that just the movie didn't capture that as best as I thought it could have. No, I agree. what was really happening. And if and, the if they I had heard Brooks said it for like what a sentence, but I think the, there was a lot more of that uh, happening. Yeah. And like they they put a lot of it into the background. Like, you know, you had the opening like montage of all the stuff that was going on and you know, like the the typical news newscast uh, exposition of like the hostage crisis while he's sitting there doing his his uh you know his coach work, like all the stuff that's going on, and you know like yeah it's for people who lived through it like I didn't it's a little bit before my time but folks who lived through it were like there was so much going on. and if they played that game anywhere else. Like I don't, I don't think they win. Well, I mean, yeah. like it was the, it was everything. It was the fact, you know, it, it was the timing, it was the location, it was the kit. You know what I mean? Like these kids, these kids from all over North America, you know, all over the U.S. You know, like really, just when you think a lot of, of guys like, from Boston and Minnesota, you know, <laughs> like when you think of, you know the wholesome boys next door, you know, like they kind of really fit that mold. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people 
were able to kind of see themselves in some of these kids. You know, they were underdogs and they were oh, yeah. able to, uh, to band together. And the reason why they won is because they were able to work together and work well together and really be a team. And, you know, Mike Ruzioni was named the captain and he was by far not the best player on the team. He almost got cut. Yeah. It was yeah. between him and Ralph Cox. But he wanted to be there so bad. And he did an amazing job keeping everyone else together and creating this family-like atmosphere, you know. And, and he was the one who went on to score the winning goal in that game. Yeah. You see, yeah. So I they're mean, like that's it's... a recurring theme in the movie where they're like, they're like, oh, if you don't start putting the puck in the net, you know, you might be going home. And he did when it was very important. Although, uh, was it Mark Johnson? Mark Johnson with the two goals. Yes, <laughs> including that one with a second left. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, the Soviets had the best goalie in the world. You just the put the that... best goalie in the world on the bench. Yep. You know, so I mean, it's, uh, oh, shit. it's 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 such an amazing thing to even watch now, you know, to go through. And one of my favorite things to do is just rewatch that the last minute of that game, you know, the way that these kids are able to hold on to that lead. Jim Craig is standing on his fucking head, saving goals left and right. And he was definitely concussed. You know, like it was it was just and, and and the icing on the cake of all of this is the announcing. Oh, Al Michaels was awesome. Like, you know, you could just hear the excitement. That in dude, his voice. that dude just, ended up with 40 years worth of jobs because of that. Call that was it. Right. You know, and just allowing himself to be swept up Ooh. in all of what was happening for a moment, saying, do you believe in miracles? Like, you know, it's just and even my, the, the my heart stops every time. Like even the, like the pregame stuff that they showed with him and Don Drysdale, like. Yeah, Halak just had to get a new stick because he just smashed the shit out of it on the goalpost. Oh, get chip. He's getting the uh, Bruins getting chippy out there. Uh, he got he got a little um, uh, he got mad because he just gave up another goal that he shouldn't uh, have. Been. But uh, four two with nine minutes left. So, anyways, uh, going into the standings so far. Yeah, standings. We got. Uh, let's pull up the the rankings here where everybody stands as of today. If it uh, wants to come up. Yep. And there it is. So Tampa bounced right back up. Uh, they were in fourth place when we talked on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And now they are back into second place. Uh, again, they've played fewer games than the teams around them. Like Chicago, Columbus, uh, Florida, and Carolina have all played more games than they have. Uh, Panthers still holding on their narrow lead. Uh, but the... Uh, Oh, no, not, not the Senators. The Senators are beating somebody, but it's not it's not Florida. Um, Florida's got their narrow lead one point. So, but Tampa's got a plus 23 goal differential, which is just filthy. Uh, Boston, by comparison, plus 15. Still not bad. Washington has got a, a minus three, and they're in second place. Um, but Boston, Boston's played fewer games, but they're at the top of their division, which... Um, bodes well. Mm -hmm. If they can beat the fucking Islanders, Islanders and the Devils. They Wait, can I go back? Can I go either. back to the face-off opening face-off question? You don't want to see him play the. I don't Islanders. want to see him play the Islanders. <laughs> All of a sudden, Semyon so Varlamov. 
Maybe uh, if they put Rask in net. Yeah, maybe like start maybe, your number maybe one goaltender. Just can't can't keep up with because I mean clearly it's not the offense because the offense is you know scored. And so this could it's this, just, it's, this could be a huge shift if they win and and Boston loses. Boston's still in first place. But New York rockets up into second place with the two points. They'll have 23, which will put them ahead of Washington's 22 and Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh and the Islanders are all tied with 21 right now. So uh, back over to um, the North Division, Toronto, by far, (laughs) still six points ahead. But they've also played the most games. Yeah, but, but it Edmonton matter. has moved up a lot. Edmonton's in second place still with Which I, I expected points. from them. They've been playing really well. And, and Dreisaitl and McDavid their can't be stopped. Oh, like, oh, that. Mm. Uh, Winnipeg, 23 points. Montreal, 22, which is, I don't get. I mean, they had lost three in a row. They were 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10. I mean, that... <sighs> Seems a bit much to fire your coach over. I mean, uh, maybe there was something else. Maybe they realized that, you know what? You can't win games playing defense alone. You can't win game 0-0. Yeah, that was his problem here because he tried to win game 0-0 and would not change his lines, would not. uh, Well, and, and, And wouldn't play the younger players. And wouldn't. It was always first line, second line, third line, fourth line, first line, second line, third line. It was not. Oh, I need to get a good matchup. Let me, you know, let me throw Krejci up on this on the top line and see if we can get something. Nope. First line, second line, third line, fourth line. Like everybody you know, stayed on their wings. Like that's where you know. Uh, unless there was Cassidy an injury, is by far an improvement, and we've seen. You know, I mean, they've been contenders for the past few years. Cassidy in one game gave us more line combinations than Julian gave us in like seven years. His, yeah, his entire career in, in Boston. Well, the Bruins are on the power play, so let's see if their power play can do something. Live updates as events warrant. Oh, no, yeah, they're about to give up a uh, shorthanded goal. And... Yep. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it, Halak. Jean-Gabriel Peju. Oh, somehow the TV accidentally turned off. Jesus. <laughs> so that's end hockey talk right for right now. So let's move on. We're just we're just not even gonna finish the rest of the standings. In no. more ways than one, we're done. It's tight in the in the West. Vegas, up in top. The West. Vegas and the Vegas and uh, Colorado <laughs> vying for that top spot, but it's very tightly bunched, like we said last week. Not a whole lot to change since Sunday. It's Thursday now. All right, I spelled this guy's name wrong. I said Taiwana. Um, Taiwana. <laughs> so, baseball. One of, my, one of my favorite things that I thought was pretty great. Uh, one of my favorite stories this week. So the Mets, Taiwan Walker, uh, he signed with them as a free agent. He had to change his number to number 99 because the number double zero he wears or used to wear is worn by Mr. Met. (laughs) I'm sorry. You have to change your number because our mascot wears that number. Like now, was that on his own volition or did the organization was like, you should change his number because Mr. Met wears double zero. (laughs) Which is probably the best reason to change a number I've ever heard. And and like, baseball is like one of the most superstitious sports. Like that guy's going to freak out. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. 
Like that's that's awesome. Now, so let's talk about the Seattle Mariners. Oh, do we have to? No. <laughs> well, Kevin Mathers had to resign as president of the Mariners after a video surfaced of him criticizing the English speaking abilities of two of the members of his organization, as well as discussing the manipulation of the service time of their top prospects. So basically, when it comes to the service time of top prospects, every fucking team does this. Now, the way they do it, uh, what what we're referring to here is uh, a team has control over a player for X amount of time based on the collective bargaining agreement. If you say, okay, we're going to delay you like you're a top prospect, like you should be starting opening day, but we're going to delay you a month. So that this year doesn't count as a full year of service. So you get an extra year of team control. You'll still be contributing, but we're going to be paying you dirt. So you won't see stuff like the Fernando Tatis Jr. 14-year, $340 million deal. Because he's not eligible yet. He's still on his entry-level contract. He's making $2 million, even though he just hit, you know, just pick random player. He hit 25 home runs and had 85 RBI in, you know, a hundred games, you know, let's just throw numbers out, you know, Mm -hmm. and he talked about it. So he said the quiet part out loud. Um, I saw the video. I saw like some of the stuff that he had said and, you know, he was talking about one of the, uh, the scouts who used to play for them. Um, who like all of a sudden, like, he's like, yeah, we're not going to pay for an interpreter anymore. And he's like, Ooh, all of a sudden his English got way better, you know? And it's like, "Mm, that's, that's no. And then he uh, gave somebody else a hard time. It's like, yeah, he doesn't speak English. So great. It's like this kid, you drafted him at 17 and he has been working with the team to learn English. And last year gave uh, an interview completely in English. And it was like one of the proudest moments of his life because he was able to do it. And you're up here like mocking him. It's like, ugh. well, this guy's a dirtbag anyway. He had a history of, uh, with women like in the organization. Yeah. So I think this was like a last straw with his resignation came with the swiftness because I, I think his history really, really was starting to open up and the Mariners were like, get the fuck out. Because we know your past, and we don't want that getting out. Uh, so I, I think there was a couple of women in the organization that he was getting a little handsy with, and uh, he got promoted for that. Well, I think the timing of their – that was one of their most successful seasons too. They had 116 wins with him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how much had that had to play, but still, the optics were terrible back then, and then this coming out now. And it was a slew of comments, right? It's not like a – you know, mo- most of these guys probably say this throughout the season, just individually as just it goes. And it's one. fine. It's it's hidden. But this guy said it all in one nice little paragraph. It was like, it was, yeah, like a 45 minute uh, Zoom call. Yeah. It's and like, it was, yeah, it was terrible. And the guy had a history and the Mariners were said, goodbye. Like, we don't, we don't need this right now. And, and, and good for them. So good for well, him you know, getting the hell out of there. And hopefully the Mariners right the ship, I guess. I I would like to think that, except that, you know, like you said, he had this history with women and uh, it's not like they could complain to anyone because he was the head of HR. Oh, 
So, oh, good job, Mariners. Like, oh, yeah. I have these complaints against me. Well, I'll take it up with HR. <laughs> no, uh, that's a scumbag thing to do. And you're yeah. right. He's definitely a scumbag dude. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No bueno. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jose Abreu tested positive for COVID-19. Um, I think he'll be fine by the start of the season, but you never know what kind of adverse effects he's going to have. Sure. Monitor uh, that. All right. Fantasy baseball, not on my team. Yeah. Right. Are we doing that together? Oh, you're, you're in the league with us this year, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, I think I already set it up. I don't know. I have to look because we still have some time before. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't drafted my team. I hope I didn't miss. Oh, wait, it's the end of February. <laughs> I don't think position players have even showed up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm all right. Pitchers and catchers just showed up two weeks ago. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the Twins' top prospect, Royce Lewis, has torn his ACL and will miss the entire season. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about... Uh, Jay, unless you have anything else you want to add to uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, no, I, I was kind of looking at Royce Lew uh, Lewis over there. Is he up with Minnesota now? Or did they call him up finally? Or is he still in the minors? Or where is he playing right now? Well, I, I imagine that he probably wouldn't have played the first month, month and a half, so they could manipulate his playing time. <laughs> Man, good lead. Good lead. All right. Uh <laughs> But uh, either way, he's out for the entire seat. Like he's their yeah. top. Guy. Like I think he was going to be competing for a job. Uh, yeah. For, oh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure this was the season. I mean, three. I think he spent three seasons down in the minors, and he was probably getting ready to get called up. And bam. So, yeah. but the good news is the kid's 21, right? Yeah. He's he's a young dude. So maybe this. And he, I, just watching some of the athletes in football and basketball, and even in baseball with these ACLs, man, I I think he's going to be bounced back next season, no problem. So. Yeah, I mean, eight nine eight, an ACL is not the career ender it used to be. Not, yeah, correct. So, uh, uh, so, all right, power rankings. Let's go. Yeah, power rankings. Um, you got to have uh, these are these are the top ten we're gonna go with according to ESPN. They have the Dodgers up top. I'm fine with that. They're defending, yep. and they added uh one of the best arms in baseball. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's that's number one. Where I have an issue though, I think the Padres are number two. Uh, they were a really good team last year, and they have just been adding pitching, um, and and adding adding uh, like just you know players and pieces that they're gonna be. I think they're gonna challenge the Dodgers, and they and they paid Fernando right. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I I expect his numbers to just keep soaring up. That guy's the rising star of Major League Baseball. So yeah. hopefully, this power ranking. It's through ESPN. Good. Keep pumping up the Padres. I think what they're like you said, their lineup, their team. It, it, there's youth. There's this power. There's strength. I love it. Let's let's see more Padres. I want to see more on the national scene. Let's do it. I, I want to see Tatis's hair flowing in the wind as he smacks the <laughs> shit out of the ball. Let's do you it. Know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pulling for the Padres this year because I know the Red Sox aren't gonna. Go. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him on the list here. So yeah. I just, <laughs> They were, uh, I think they were a uh, 31st out of the 30 teams. Oh, fuck. Yeah, um, damn it. Bad, but uh, I do predict them to finish last in their division. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have the Braves at two. I mean, Braves, Padres, I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, two, three, I, I'm mm -hmm. fine. Uh, 
the Rays, I mean, it's a little disrespectful that you put the American League champs down to fourth place, but they also lost their best pitcher. Yeah. And um, I don't think their style of play, like having an opener, like having one guy pitch every hit, like I hate their style of baseball. And I hate the fact that Hyam Bloom came over to the Red Sox from them and was like, we're going to do this <laughs> for, <laughs> for business trade Mookie. <laughs> Uh, All right, I got good news and bad news. news? (laughs) Well, the good news is I got rid of David Price. That's awesome. What's the bad news? Mookie went with him. (laughs) (laughs) But David Price is gone. All right, what about (laughs) my dog Astro? (laughs) Um, White Sox? I'm fine with the White Sox being there, although I would probably put the Yankees fourth. I, yeah, I mean, I know we're splitting hairs here. I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, Yankees, I could see, you know, I, don't, I I see them higher than where they're at right now. But again, we're splitting hairs in this, like, probably after the top three or whatever, it's kind of like all muddled, you know, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sure they're all going to be like a couple wins in, in you know, I, I will say separated. that you're saying like, oh, I really think the Yankees are going to be good and they're going to win the division. Like, this dirt is not coming out. I know. Like, yeah. So gross. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like I need to upgrade my body wash after saying. Yeah, but it's the race too. I mean, even that is just like it's, uh, uh, I'm like the race. Come on, I don't see the. I I I I think the Rays were a flash in the pan. I don't see them repeating what they did last year. Well, it's like and Blake Snell, right? You said he's he's gone. So I'm like, all right, you just there's 20 wins out the door. <laughs> they do that all the time, though. Like that's their thing. Like. Oh, this guy's getting good and probably needs to get paid. All right, fuck you. You're out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're a farm system. They always were, right? Isn't that what Florida is anyway for every sport? There aren't they the farm yeah. system for the for any major sport? Yeah, and they'll uh, pull somebody up like those uh the the guys for the Cardinals that like they'd pull some random kid up to pitch and he throws 103 miles an hour. <laughs> Like that for years, every single kid that they pulled up, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, he's a middle reliever. He throws a one Oh one and like, that's it. Like, that's what he does. And he would flame out after a year, but there were two more guys to replace him. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, twins, athletics, Mets, Cubs. I mean, Mets is a surprise, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, taken aback by that a little bit be like all right Mets I guess they got and they made a lot of moves right aren't they trying to make some acquisitions here and trying to I forget who they picked up but they picked up a big name a huge name from I thought from the White Sox like a huge shortstop infield player again the name's escaping me but the guy's the guy's an all-star I think so yeah like it was a it was a big move it was a big move and yeah, it's either it's either shortstop or second baseman. I, I and it's and it's a Spanish name that I I couldn't even pronounce anyway. So, uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. Who did the? Oh, I can't even spell. Who did the Mets? Francisco Lindor. Oh, so was it Cleveland? Was he? Yeah. Okay. So Francisco Lindor, that's who they got. Second baseman, still an all-star, right? Yeah. I mean, big name, like that's going to help. Uh, then you got, so they have Dodgers, Braves, Padres, Rays, White Sox, Yankees, Twins, Athletics, Mets, Cubs. And I think that's fine. Uh, not a bad, not a bad top 10. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, 
Yeah, I there's think, always going to be that one team out that's not on this list. It's going to be like in the top five. So, <laughs> yeah, like I don't see I don't see the Astros on this list. I don't see you know um, any of those teams that have been competing. Right. Uh, the Rockies, you know, who knows? They're a team that could contend, but I don't know. Uh, anything else we want to add on uh, MLB? When does training camp start? Well, pitchers and catchers are down in uh, Florida and Arizona as we speak. Um, the Red Sox did a virtual truck day, which is just <laughs> stupidest shit I've ever heard. Or are they just packing their trucks or something? They never was watching. <laughs> the day after the Super Bowl, it's like a big thing. Everybody goes down to Fenway to watch them load up the truck, and then they close the truck, and then they drive away. <laughs> oh, it's such a big thing. It's, it's a dumb tradition, but... <sighs> a fun tradition like people will take the day off from work and bring their kids to watch the truck drive from fenway it's like hey a truck can't see that and just anywhere uh and then they drive 1500 miles down to florida like with all the stuff that's probably way easier to just ship but riveting (laughs) but yes this year they did it virtually oh here they are oh look at that they just put in some gatorade jugs oh well, oh, looks like the uh, the one on the bottom, the, the cover's a little loose. Oh, he's going to take the one on top of it, screw that out a little better. Oh, way to go, Jimmy. Uh, oh, and he just stacked it up. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, he dropped that bag of balls. Good thing they're all in that bag. They'd be rolling every which way. They're not, though. <laughs> it's just like play by play on how we, how we, pack, a, how we pack a truck. No, I think he's got a little more room up top. There. Oh, he's just flipping the bases up there. <laughs> Look at that. He's tossing them like flapjacks up to the top of the truck that's a good strategy what do you think <laughs> yeah jerry remy and fucking- yeah yeah i was like i'd tune in for that if, if remy was uh given the whole uh play-by-play on that so that'd be Ooh, fun he's loading in the the he's loading in the bats uh vertically you gotta wonder if that move's gonna pay off for him later on down the road <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right, so let's move on to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we packed that one in pretty tightly uh, there, Pat. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, as we were recording on on Sunday, the Celtics were in the midst of blowing a twenty four point lead against the Pelicans. <sighs> as I I called it on the episode, I'm like, well, uh, they uh, the Pelicans have cut the lead to five with five with uh, four minutes left, so mm-hmm. they're going to lose this game, mm-hmm. and they did. Uh, then they lost to the Mavericks. Uh, they are currently, and uh, Jay, I know you have uh, some thoughts on the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtics are currently dead last in in the uh, Atlantic Conference. Uh, they are tied with the Knicks. Always good to be mentioned with the Knicks, uh, who just acquired a former shell of an all-star, uh, Derek Rose. They are out of the p- playoff picture. They've lost eight of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Gave up 71 points to Trey Young and... 600-year-old Danilo Gallinari. Um, (laughs) Will we see an impactful trade, and will it be somebody coming, or will it be somebody going? Jay, what do you think? So James and I had a pretty lengthy and hot discussion about this on our last show about should a trade happen. And again, I kind of got sucked into the unfortunateness of the abyss of the Boston sports media and tried to figure out, like, what the hell are they talking about? Because I try to stay away. I try not to listen too much because 
I don't want them tainting my mind. I love the Celtics. I watch them. I'm still going to watch them tomorrow. Nothing's changing for me. I'm still riding them as, as, as I ever would. But as far as a trade, so they have this big trade exception, but this, that trade exception can also be extended into the summer into a, an acquisition over next for the next season. So in my heart of hearts to grab a guy on such a short-term basis, if it's not a buyout guy, I don't know how much impact he's actually going to have on this team. Cause it's actually, there's something wrong with this team. It's not somebody coming in, fixing that problem. Whatever needs to be fixed needs to be internally. It needs to be with Brad Stevens uh, and the other coaches with the players. Uh, Jalen and uh Jason Tatum should be, they need to step up. It's asking a lot. They've been in the league for three or four years, respectively. They're only 24 and 23, respectively. So to really put that on their shoulders, they got what they wanted. I heard Felger say that today. This is their team now. Um, but it's, 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 I don't want to put it on them to say, figure it out right now. Cause that's not what they're playing for. This short game, isn't it? And after seeing what the Nets have done, with bringing, you know, putting their team together, seeing what the Sixers have done and seeing where the Bucks are at. I said back on our show when we were doing the NBA preview, the Celtics were still a four or five seed. I don't see them passing them, never saw it. So, yes, punt on the season, keep that trade exception, see what happens in next season because you never know what might happen to a team. Somebody might get upset and then there's a better bait to get on this team. So as far as I'm concerned, stick with the team, ride this out. You internally, you young guys, figure it out. That's I'm putting my faith in that. Brad Stevens, start getting, I don't know, hot. Like, let's let's get on these guys. Like, don't be so passive. And the way that his interview at the last game last night, he came out. He said, This is on me. I got to be more aggressive. And he literally called out the team and said, you need to hustle. You need to go after balls. You guys aren't doing this. You're not making great cuts. He, he literally called them all out. So as long as that sticks, I'm like, good, finally do something about it. Call them out and, you know, make them, make them play, you know, make them bring it, bring some heart. I, I agree with what you say mostly on your assessment of Brown and Tatum, but here's my rebuttal to that. Like, oh, well, you can't really put it on them to turn all that all around. Oh, just sign huge extensions for like max or close to max money. That's what those types of players do. So, you know, I get that your plan was to also have Kemba do something and that you thought that Jeff Teague was going to be more than, you know, essentially a marionette with cut strings. Uh, I thought that. You know, Tristan Thompson was going to be the double-double guy that they needed. Mm-hmm. But none of those things have worked out. And, you know, when you have games where, you know, Brown and Tatum, like, you know, can't hit a shot from three. And, oh, my God. Uh, this just in. Bruins lost seven to two. Fuck. <laughs> what, they just give up after that? Let the- okay, they, put, they put blades in goal. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they forgot the end goal. Oh man! They 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 figured that no goalie was better than a goalie. Oh. Well, oh. they gave up fewer goals I without mean, the goalie than they did with. This is true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh. I think if you're going to be paying these guys, you know, all this money and 
stop taking guys with known injury histories. Yes. You got to stop it. Yes. Because it's like, oh, we traded for Kyrie and he had knee problems and hasn't been able to play a full season. Well, gosh, golly gee, I had no idea. Oh, <laughs> Walker has a terrible knee and like, let's give him 30 million a year. Well, karma came back with Gordon and Isaiah Thomas, you know, Isaiah Thomas, where Isaiah Thomas, they traded. And I still think there's a huge cloud over the Celtics about that. The NBA does not look at that team with the same eye, like Danny Ainge sending off a player that was totally injured to Cleveland for Kyrie. The NBA is not, you know, players, I think, see that and say, I don't know if I want to go to Boston. And I think there's some karma behind that too. Yeah, yeah. we take we take the injured, but we've also given it out. So karma's a bitch in, in that I, regard. Honestly, I would rather, and I said this, I think I said it on your show, but I know I said it on our NBA preview. I want... I wanted Isaiah Thomas back. You're going to tell me Isaiah Thomas couldn't do better than what Jeff Teague is giving you right now? Like, yeah, he's a defensive liability, but you suck on defense. You can't score. Like, I think Isaiah would, you know, kind of spice things up a little bit. Yeah, no, he's not the same guy that should have won the MVP in, uh, what is it, 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. He's not that same guy, but... You know, give him a chance. Like you bring him. In, I mean, fucking Jeff Teague. <laughs> like, Jesus, like you're relying on uh, Nesmith and and uh, Peyton Pritchard and like fucking get rid of Time Lord. Oh my God! Like just oh, get rid of you don't you don't you don't like you don't like his. What what, what do you like that he's just kind of like jumpy or he just seems like a space cadet on defense? Like the fact that like <laughs> he's like I don't really have to pay attention because I have the wingspan to kind of make up for it. But it's like, yeah, maybe against like mid tier guys, but like against good players, like you have to pay attention. Like, and you've been in the league how long and you still don't know how to play defense? Yeah, uh, I mean, again, I think what is he twenty? He's only twenty one. He's a poor man's DeAndre Jordan back on Lob City. Like that's all he does. He's a dunker. Like that's and he gets a couple defensive rebounds and that's it. That's all he does. That's all. And I think that's all they want to play him for anyway. That's why his minutes are super limited. But he does have a plus minus that's not as terrible as some of the other guys on that bench. That's the problem. Your best guy is Robert Williams, Pritchard. I mean, it's not great. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quivering here trying to figure out who, who their best bench guy is it's awful they, you know their second team and third team are awful at this point you know what fuck it get rid of teague give me some goddamn taco fall yeah why not because the announcers were saying it during the game you throw the guy in the game every team's looking at this like what the fuck do we do like he's 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 seven foot fucking five like he's gonna cause problems he's gonna cause people to hesitate and not come into the lane and he's going to get boards and he, he's going to play some defense. And the problem is it's a slow game. When he goes in, all they do is foul. That's the one thing I don't like about taco is like, Oh, wait for this. This game is going to last 10 extra minutes. Cause he's in the game. Cause they're just going to foul, 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 foul. And it's just like, all right, this is a boring game. <laughs> Cause he goes yeah. to the line and throws like a, a pebble at a, at a toilet bowl. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, he's not a good free throw shoot. And that's, that's just one thing that I have never understood throughout my entire life. 
why can't everyone hit 90 plus percent of their free throws? Like, I don't get it. I understand why I couldn't, but I don't play basketball. LeBron shoots 70% from the line. What the fuck is that? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's a free throw. Like nobody's there bothering you. The fans, I, you know, you would think that they would get in your head, but they don't. That's not really what it is. It's all psychological. It's like a four foot putt in golf. It's like you just tense up. It's, 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 it's all psychological. It's in your head. It's, it's a, like you said, you know, I could go out there and nail a shot. No problem. But you, you put 50,000 people in an arena. I think my head gets to my, you know, it gets to my arms and I you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing at that point, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can do all these like crazy, you know, like be- behind the legs and between the legs, dribble moves, like all these cool crossovers, like all these guys will do these amazing moves. And then they get to the free throw line. And like, like Shaq was the most unstoppable fucking force I've ever seen. And he's just like, he shot free throws. Like he was a toddler. Like it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's like, just shoot like you're shooting normal. Like, why are you like holding the ball with one hand and like volleyballing it with the second? Like, is that how you normally shoot? No. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? And to be honest, in when, you know, I think I heard back in LA, they used to have, you know, shooting coaches for free throws. And that's all he would do. He wouldn't practice one time, like one minute of doing anything. And just free throws. And that's if he still shot 40% on his career. Oh, so so not, not great. And it's all, like he said, it was, it's just a psychological thing. You know, he's like, you get me out of the gym. I'll name, I'll, I'll nail 10 out of 10. And you're like, you get me in to a game. I don't, you know, it just can't do it. The mechanics are all gone, but uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. We, we kind of went on a tangent here. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I don't, that's the name of the game here. Yeah. Um, and to kind of wrap up the NBA, um, Malik Beasley was suspended for 12 games stemming from a gun charge back in September. Yeah. Yeah. That, that took a long time to go through its process because that happened in December before the season even started. Yeah. And he played 30, you know, he played all the way almost to the all-star break and they're like, Oh, now let's hit him with it. He must have COVID too. And just say, you know, stay away. (laughs) Like 12 games suspension. Like that's such an arbitrary number. It's a month. That's like a month. Yeah. Well, it's a sixth of the season. You're playing seven yeah, games. That's that's, it, it is substantial. So they, they really threw the book at him, but it took a while. That's that's yeah. all I'm saying. Like That yeah. should have been done back in December, man. Like, what are we waiting on? Yeah, he got arrested in September, and like they became aware of it in December, and then they're just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, either of you guys got anything uh, on the NBA? I know you're not a big NBA. No. You know, no, it, it's it's dire times right now, but you know, I'm not I'm not jumping off. You know, I'm 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 okay. Uh, I do I do like a lot of players, and and I, I'm a guy that's like uh, you know I know we joked about it when the for the show 26, but I'm a big Aaron fan, and I, I hope he gets more minutes. So, uh, one last question before we uh, move on to uh, football. Um, do you think? The Lakers are in trouble, or do you think LeBron should be playing better? You know, I know he doesn't have Anthony Davis, but shouldn't the greatest player in the world, like the greatest of all time, shouldn't he be able to like? And that's what he says. No, no, no. Hold on. That's what he says. He's, oh, I know. I know. He's been know. very, very like I am the best player in the NBA, and I should be better. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, shouldn't he be able to lead his team? Like, does he have? Can he not win without Anthony Davis by his side? 
Yeah, like, I hope the MVP discussion is going a little quiet on his end. I hope yeah. other people are getting more respect uh, because like this is indicative. You lost. You lost. Why you're doing so well at age 36? Let's let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. That's. I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, because um, it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, he's the MVP. He's the MVP. He's the MVP. Every year he's the MVP. Then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis goes down. It's like, wow, everybody sucks. Like, no, now that you know they can't play, they can't do anything. Yeah, like, I like to deflect too, where I'm like, yeah, Celtics are playing like shit. But I was like, hey, have you watched the Laker game recently? They're you one and four them? right now. They're yeah. one and four without AD. So, not. What's your, uh, what's your thought on uh, Chris Paul making it to the All Star game over uh, Devin Booker? And this is where I don't get it. AD's hurt. He's not playing in it. He should have never gotten the votes. And I'm sure it was because of the fans or whatever, but. He, Booker took his place anyway, so it's okay. It all worked out in the end. I still think it's bullshit, but uh, yep, you, you got to look at, and we said it in our show, and I know a lot of people were looking at the Suns. I think you mentioned it. I think maybe Corey or somebody. We were the bright future Suns. Everyone was looking at them, and I think it does have a lot to do with Chris Paul. Now, I think they gave it to him based on his veteran leadership, and he's been in the league, and he's an ambassador, and yeah, let's let's get him into the all-star game and send him on his way. But I think that's all it was. I think it's just, you know, like you've been here before and, you know, but sometimes those guys shouldn't make it. And the guys that are young and 20, like look at Brown, right? He's 24 years old, first all-star game, but the guy's putting up some of the best numbers out East. So it it makes sense, but it's like, will he do it again? Maybe not. I hope so. I I hope with that contract. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, I'm I'm high on him. He's my favorite player in, in the NBA, so I, I hope so. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's only going to make three or four more, like because there's a lot of good players, you know, like you know, and he's still pretty young. So a lot of real good wings in the East, yeah. in the NBA in general. Like that's kind of where the future of the position's going. Yeah, uh, I, I think to your point, if we went positionless for the All Star game. Then, you know, there's more like question of why Devin Booker should be on the list and some of the centers should be off. Hmm. That's all. Cause I, there's some centers that I would take off before him, but not Jokic, but you no, know. not Jokic. <laughs> but but yeah. that's, that's, I guess, what we were getting to. There's positionless. So I, especially out East, like Vucevic made it. And I'm like, great, I guess, for Orlando. But I was like, there's Trey Young probably should have made it. You know, young guy, good guard. Everyone wants to see him. To me, but because they needed to fill a center position, he got it. And I'm like, that's where I say that doesn't make any sense. See, I'm a I'm a big proponent of uh, abolishing fan voting for. Uh, yeah, I heard your last show. I, I agree. It's like who gives you know, like who cares how who the most popular guy is? I want the best guys out on the yeah. on the court. And it, guess what? If you're over 35, you're not making it. <laughs> you know, fine. Yeah. yeah. That. And if you're a rookie, you don't make it like, cause you know, you got to earn your spot. There's a sophomore game. Like you have that game, yeah. bring that back. Um, I like, there's one, one more thing I want to bring up. So the couple, a couple of uh, potential buyouts. Are there any guys that you would want to see come to the Celtics? Um, and I'll just throw two names at you. Uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. No, not not really. I mean, I don't know what what impact are they going to do this year. I, I I feel like there's a there's a there's a potential here for us punting, and I'm and I think I'm okay with that. I'm I'm, I'm mentally accepting that. 
uh, that you'll punt and and regroup next year and just try to build a better team, Danny and Brad, get your shit together. That's about it. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Drummond, I'd like as far as defense and rebounding, but God, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. He, he, he's a very weird position nowadays. Mm. And I, Blake Griffin, I think he's a shell of himself and he's going to go chase a ring. I think he's going to go to LA or he's going to go to Brooklyn, you know, just to be on a team where he can maybe get a ring. I think he's yeah, just going to chase. Think, I still Drummond, Drummond's still young enough that wherever he goes, he's going to move again. You know, like he's he's not going to stay wherever he goes. Yeah, this will be he'll play out this season and then sign a big deal next year. Correct. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to our final segment uh, being the NFL. Um, so Des Bryant today has announced he wants to play two more years. Just it won't be with Baltimore. Uh, he was fourth on their depth chart last year. He had six catches on 11 targets, 47 yards and two touchdowns. That's a good game. Uh, <laughs> Over, over four that, games. That's a great quarter, you know? Yeah. Um, over four games, he's uh, obviously he's not the same after all those debilitating injuries. He gets cut by uh, by Dallas and he doesn't play. Then he goes to New Orleans and like destroys his legs, you know, like in a tryout. And he missed two years but came back. So, like, you know, I, I like him as like a third third option on a, on a decent team, maybe a cheap option, you know, maybe, uh, you know, he goes to Kansas city or something, replace Sammy Watkins, you know, on a one year prove it deal, like show us what you got Des. I mean, he's still big and strong and can, you know, I don't know about his leaping ability, but he can still catch. Yeah, uh, I think his big thing is he can't get separation. Like, I, I think that is his big knock right now. Uh, I think that has to do with speed and some of his, push off you know with his feet but as far as his body his height his strength some of the things you just mentioned he's a great within five yards throw it up he'll get it type of guy he's, he's a mike evans ish not as good but you know or not or a little bit older but he you know he's a guy that, like i mean look at his stats i bet you those two touchdowns were within five yards of the end zone <laughs> and yeah, i bet you it was a rollout and they came up on uh, Lamar and he just kind of dumped it to him. So I don't know how awesome the, you know, how awesome those numbers really are because I don't remember watching it. I don't even remember he did that. I think he had one good, he had like a, a, I remember him having like a long touchdown pass, like 20, 20 plus yards okay. like, on one, one play. But like that's one of his 11 targets. And that's 50% of his yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think separation is a problem and I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, if a team wants to, like you said, take it, take a, have them on the roster, maybe have them on the, on the depth chart and then have them, uh, do a couple red zone type targets. And, and I think he might, might get like, a couple of TDs yeah. or, uh, I'm sorry, a couple of tutties according to, uh, yeah. Gronkowski, your old Gronkowski. Gronk, you're good. <laughs> I'm just going to call him tutties from now on, man. I, I, I'm all in. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised to see him sign a one-year contract with somebody. Yeah, prove it to you. You know, um, yeah, like the Patriots. I don't know if Ugh. he has two more seasons left in him. I think he does. He's only like thirty-two. Yeah, but I mean, you know, sometimes you sustain these injuries and you just can't quite get well, back to the momentum that you once had. No, he's never going to be the same player he was. But he also has two years of not getting hit and not you know, taking all these shots. So it kind of, 
evens out. Like maybe I mean, he plays two more years. I would with the right team, he could be beneficial. Yeah, I think it's just, if it's but it a would team have to that be the needs right a red team. zone target, yeah. you know, put him on the hands team. You know, you know, some maybe somebody that's got some young receivers that need some veteran leadership. I don't know. Um, I do know that the Patriots have called every team that has even had the slightest hint of maybe thinking about considering moving their quarterback. Uh, they were in on Stafford. They were in on Wentz. I'm surprised they didn't get Wentz because that's like the type of the 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 level of like outgoing capital that Belichick likes to spend on players, mm-hmm. but he's got this huge contract. And if he won't do it for Brady, he's not going to do it for fucking Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the good- wanna, he will go anywhere, but new England. <laughs> Wait, who said that Stafford? He's like, Oh yeah. Like yeah, I mean- he trade me, but. I will like I'll wave my no trade clause for anybody except New England. I'm not going to New England. It's a fucking shit show, and I don't want Belichick to be my coach. And I'm curious what his numbers are out in the cold in the weather because he plays in a dome in Detroit. So maybe he knows you know he's a stats guy. So maybe New England would suck. Well, out, I mean, outdoor he, in the elements, he's probably not that good. You know, half his games are out. You know, not half, but you know, uh, he's got two games a year outside in Chicago, outside in green Bay. I mean, yeah, maybe if you run those numbers, they're not great. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm just throwing something out there. Maybe that's why I, again, on top of new England being a kind of a shit show right now, but I'm yeah, sure maybe weather and stats has to do with it too. I, I think he's in a perfect place and I am so pumped for him to, to show what he can do in uh yeah. I, they're going to be exciting for sure. The Rams. I, and again, I love, I love me some Matt Stafford. And, you know, he's like a, what, 10-year, 11-year veteran at this point. Be nice to see him win a playoff game. Like, <laughs> like all those numbers he puts up don't mean a goddamn thing yeah, until right? you do something. Like, that's why, like, we had, I had this huge, I wrote a whole article about it, and it drove me out of my fucking mind. You know, somebody talking about Mike Trout, you know, you know, one of the, the greatest player of all time. Like, can, can, he maybe win a playoff game. Can his team have a winning record in back-to-back seasons? Because that shit's never happened. Like the MVP debate when it comes to baseball drives me out of my fucking mind. I was like, yeah, give it to Trout. Why? Well, his he's got the best WAR. Okay, his team finished thirty games out of first. How valuable? Yeah. Like, yeah, yep. bas- at least basketball has it right where the best player on the best team gets it. Like that's yeah, generally that's all yeah. they do. Like best team, best player. They get, like, the, they get the trophy. I'm like, well, the, well, you know, it's it's wins above replacement. Like, that's the stat. Oh, so what they do before that? Like, yeah, right. That's not a... that. Like, I guarantee you, if you go back and look, Dustin Pedroia in 2008 did not have the best wins above replacement in all of Major League Baseball, or at least not even in the American League. Maybe not even on his own team. <laughs> so, let's let's. Yeah, right. No, I I, I hear you. It's, is, if you were on a losing team, you can't be MVP. The best player you've never heard of. It's yeah, great. Uh, so ten teams, and this is something I found interesting because this was uh, news that broke earlier today. Uh, ten teams have contacted Seattle about Russell Wilson because he is not a he is not happy with his team. He's called them out publicly, um, but he gave a list of teams he'd be willing to go to. There's four teams, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Bears, or the Raiders. Jay, I'll start with you. 
who do you think would be the best fit of those four teams? As far as a fan goes, I'm I I love I love I it's a tie between the Saints and the Raiders, and I know you're a Raiders fan, but I'd, that'd be pretty fucking cool, right? Uh, I mean, as no, far as just the team, right? That would be that would be cool. And the Saints, same thing. I think they're still a really good coach team, really good team, great defense. I think that would be pretty video game ish and awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bears, but I, I don't think the Cowboys. I don't, you know, I don't know why they're on the list. With, with you know, I don't know. I still think they have their wagon hitched to Dak. What was that? It's Dallas. It's America's team. It's, you know, it's the, it's the draw. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but like I said, I, I, I think it might still be Raiders, Saints, Bears, Cowboys. I think that'd be cool. But as far as fit and how it's all going to work out, I think this is just, there's, it's going to be a long game here. I think there's just, this is what's going to keep the NFL and talk. And this is like a perfect story for the NFL to just keep pumping out. I mean, I think it's just a, let's just make this new cycle go. And and I don't think I I have I have more bet that he's going to be in Seattle for the rest of his yeah, career. Than stay in Seattle. Yeah, I think this is a great story by the NFL. Let's pump this out. Come on, ESPN, help us out, and uh, let's get some people talking about it. So, Here we are. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it would be a lot of fun though, man. Russ on the Raiders. I I am I am all for it for you. Like <laughs> that's just for you, but for for the team, that'd be fucking awesome. Slashes, how about you? Where do you think would be the best fit of those four teams? So I, I absolutely agree with the Raiders. Oh, I'd love him on the Raiders. I well, I know you would. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the the Raiders. I have think a lot of people would promise. Their their defense though, their defense right. sucks. But I mean, their their offense shows a lot of promise, and I think that that would be really fun to watch. And I would love to have him on the Cowboys because I am a Cowboys fan, and I want my team to do something. I want my team to win games. So I want touch my on the team Cowboys in a minute. to, you know, make it to the playoffs. Um, they looked good until Dak no, went they down. Didn't. They were one and four. They looked good until Dak went they down. They were one and four, and they shouldn't <laughs> have. Dak looked good. Dak was throwing up like 500 yards a game. Yeah. Dak was Dak putting up good. numbers. Dak. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. <laughs> you know, Deshaun Watson led the league in passing yards for a four and 12 team. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think the the Cowboys kind of need to rebuild a little bit. That's going to be tough to do when you have a twenty million dollar mm-hmm. defensive end, a twenty million, a twenty one million dollar wide receiver, and a it, twenty plus million dollar running back, and you got to pay a quarterback. Uh, if they bring Dak back, they have to pay him forty plus. Well, or if, I, they, if I, they trade for Russ, they're losing their whole future after that. Well, so that team just gets really bad quick. Forty plus, yeah. like. One way or the other, you're paying somebody forty plus, yeah. and I don't think Dak's going to run like he used to run. Uh, I mean, we'll the the kid's still recovering. We'll see. I, this was you saw that I showed uh, you. No, that. I know, Ooh, I know. Geez. I was watching that game. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. For me, I honestly like. I'd love to see him on the Raiders, but I don't think it's a good fit because they have a lot of holes uh, that they need to fill. Uh, they have Jacobs, who's awesome. They have Waller, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to bring Aguilar back or not. Uh, but if they don't bring Aguilar, they got uh, third and Renfro. And Henry Ruggs showed a bit of promise. Did he legally change his name? or? I don't know. What would you say? Third? Third and Renfro? Third and Renfro, yeah. 
That's what that's what they called him because he always made like those clutch Wayne Corbett catches. Yeah, Wayne Corbett. Wow, man, coming from the rafters here. Awesome. Um, no, I was going to see. I always get him confused because he's Hunter Renfro and the new Red Sox outfielder is also Hunter Renfro. And I yeah. Wow. <laughs> one is spelled O-E and one is O-W. That's the <laughs> also, they're two different people. That's a that's a significant difference. And they play two <laughs> different cities. But other than that. But other than that, they're like the same guy. Yeah. No, not Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Uh, their their offensive line is in flux. Like a bunch of guys are going to be gone, uh, including a guy that I never wanted them to have in the first place. Richie Incognito. Fuck Ricky, Richie Incognito. He's a piece of shit. Never should have been on that team. I wrote a whole article about that. Like I hate Richie Incognito and I never wanted him on my team. Um, they have a lot of a lot of moving parts. They're going to be over the salary cap even without taking on an extra $22 million in salary. You got Henry Ruggs too, right? Is that your yeah. Ruggs? Uh, Renfro Ruggs and um, potentially Aguilar coming back. I, again, I really liked Aguilar and I love the way that Derek Carr runs the offense and he's finally had, you know, consistency with his offensive coordinators, but they need help on defense. Like, we've you've seen in this league, without defense, you don't win anything. I think Russ going to the Saints would be the best move. Like they wouldn't need to sign. They would, they would trade Taysom Hill to the Patriots, you know, <laughs> let, let, uh, let Jameis Winston go also to the Patriots. And, uh, you know, Russ running that offense with, with all those receiving weapons and Kamara. Well, Michael Thomas would stay, right? He would be in happy. A, in a good defense, like a yeah. good solid defense. And I don't, I don't know much, but, out of all these teams, who has the best offensive line? The Saints? <sighs> Probably Dallas. I, well, I remember hearing that five years ago. They're still that good, that healthy? They're they're still good. The Raiders were still good, but like they're gonna be like a lot of pieces are gonna be moving. Because I wouldn't be surprised if he chose a really good offensive line to prolong his career, because that's what his number one complaint about Seattle is that he's getting yeah. hit a lot. And I think it's a lot has to do with Sierra too, his wife. I think they don't. They, I think they're not longing for Seattle. I think they they need one of these major metro. You know that's why Vegas just jumps off the page to me. I'm like, oh my god, I can see that she could just perform in Vegas. They would absolutely. I mean, it would be probably Car two picks, um, maybe a third pick, but Car this year's first, next year's first, and maybe like a conditional and, or third. And a sweet at the Bellagio, yeah. Know. But yeah, I mean, I would not hate like the offense would instantly get so much better. Oh, yeah. Um, they would need to invest heavily on defense. You know, maybe you convince Richard Sherman to come play safety. I don't know. Ooh. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. He wants to play for another couple of years. But uh, speaking of quarterbacks, quarterbacks who might be on the move. Uh, let's start with Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. Uh, Mariota is being actively shopped. Um, the Raiders could keep him because one of the biggest complaints, and again, this ties into the Russell Wilson thing. One of the biggest complaints that Derek, uh, Derek Carr had from John Gruden was he doesn't run enough. He used to be a, you know, a scrambling type quarterback, you know, obviously not like a Deshaun or a Lamar or, or a Mahomes, mm -hmm. but he'd scramble a little bit. Uh, and he didn't really do that. 
when he got hurt and um, Mariota came in against the Chargers, like that's what Mariota was doing. He was running all over the place. So do you jettison Carr for a couple of draft picks and have Mariota as your starter if you can't get Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott or uh, Deshaun Watson? I mean, the guy was a starting caliber quarterback. He got a $100 million deal. Wasn't very good after a while and got replaced by fucking Ryan Tannehill, uh, who then led the team to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I I like Carr. I'm a fan. I have a little Derek Carr. Yeah, I got my Derek Carr. Yeah, nice. I like him. I mean, <laughs> again, Russ would look good in a number three, you know, Daryl LaMonica, Jeff George type jersey. Yeah. He's just bombing the ball down the field. Um, I think he stays, but I would not be surprised if he ends up uh, going somewhere else. Where? I mean, most of these guys, I'm going to tie him back to the Patriots because – you know, it's just the Patriots are calling everybody. Mm-hmm. I would be sad to see him go to the Patriots. Uh, I wouldn't care if Mariota went. Like, I have no attachment to Mariota. Um, but I would hate to. I would hate to lose Derek Carr, especially because he's got a couple more years years left on this. Yeah, this is what's insane. When he signed his deal, he was the highest paid player in the NFL. And then, like a week later, I think Stafford broke it. And then when Garoppolo went to San Fran, he was the highest paid. Like now guys are making $40 million. This is three years ago he signed this extension. Yeah, because it's like you never want to be the first guy to sign because you're an idiot. Because <laughs> the next guy is going to beat your contract. It's like <laughs> you'd be the first guy to sign. You're an idiot. And and that's why Stafford was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> you know. And, and then Garoppolo was like, yes. <laughs> Not a whole lot you're going to do with 27. You can't do with 25, you know. Um but now, guys, you know, then you got Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes, I mean, the guy has an MVP and a Super and two Super Bowl appearances in his first three years. Yeah. So I, I think mean, that investment's fine. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, for that's now. a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these guys, I don't know where, I don't know what is going to happen with Carr. I think he stays. Uh, what do you think, Jay? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, unless this world graced us where you with with russell i see that package kind of happening with Carr just kind of going then up to seattle Mm -hmm. and a couple picks behind it other than that i just don't see another landscape with him going to and then just staying in the system kind of playing it out and kind of seeing what they could do with you know future picks and try to go that way Mariota, you know there was a lot of talk with the patriots kind of looking into it i know there's a lot of like different like trade clauses that he has and whatever I don't think it really works for the Patriots, especially with the money and bill doesn't like to spend it on the, his quarterbacks. I'd love for him to show up in, in new England. Cause then at least I know he's a stopgap quarterback and we have a different plan. We just need somebody to get through the season. That's not camp. So I'm like, that's cool. I, I know the future. Now you're, you're, you're going to use this guy for a year and hopefully it's a stopgap to get to another guy. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I'm okay. But again, I don't think they're going to do that because of his trade clause or the way that his clauses, his contracts look. He's going to be too expensive for that. Um, as far as Watson, again, NFL just loves pumping out these stories. I love it. I mean, I, I hope he goes somewhere. Uh, I heard a lot. Carolina seems to be a really good candidate. Send Bridgewater over, a couple picks, and then have him go over to uh, – to Carolina where, you know, he, he played his college career. He's kind of from that area, Atlanta, whatever. So 
that I've heard that kind of come around. I'm like that, that that'd be cool. Makes that division really fun. You know, saints, Carolina, Atlanta. I mean, sounds like a lot of fun over there. So now Mitch, I, I don't know. Is he, is he going to be bagging groceries next year? Maybe, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he has any team wanting him. Right. I mean, am I wrong? I, I can't imagine him going anywhere or if he does, like that was one of the things they were saying, you know, uh, on the athletic talking about like different packages that they could, that teams could offer for, uh, for Russ. They're like, Ooh, we'll give you former Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles <laughs> <laughs> and two draft picks or three draft picks. Yeah. I mean, if the, considering the deal that's, that had to get done for Stafford, I mean, like they only threw Goff in to like match the money. Like, yeah. <laughs> Goff had nothing to do with that trade. Yeah, like, I, I, they must be planning the long game again. Like I said, stop gap. Hopefully they lo- win 10, two games next year and draft a number one pick. I don't know. Like what the hell is that? Uh, Cause they have all these other picks too. So I'm like, man, they're just trying to, they're looking down the road, man. They're not good. Good old Detroit. Just keep looking t- down the road. Never play for the season. Now feeling anymore. What was that? You can't blame Matt Millen anymore. Yeah, right. So that's let's talk the receiver. Do we have any tall receivers? Let's draft them. <laughs> um, how about you? What do you What do you think? Do you think uh, slashes? Do you think that you know Carr, or Watson, or Cam Newton? Do you think they're going to find new teams, or do you think they're going to end up right back where uh, they were last year? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope Cam I mean, stays I, I just really for the comedy. No, um, I, I mean, I think the Patriots might have one more season with Cam Newton. It seems like he's he was on that that podcast with um, uh, the two receivers there, Brandon Marshall and uh, somebody else. And Cam Cam they <laughs> Cam was lying out of every side of his face because he's like. Because uh, Brandon Marshall's like, oh yeah, I remember Josh, you know, and Cam's like, yeah, he speaks very highly of you. It's like, no, he didn't. He shipped you out of town because you guys couldn't, you guys couldn't agree in Denver when he was the head coach. I mean, I think, uh, I, it could go either way for any of them. I know it's right so, now. Like, it's, it's so just, I mean, it's not that they're bad. I mean, they're not bad quarterbacks. They're not great quarterbacks. I mean, Carr was pretty good. Carr was, yeah, he had the, one of the best years of his you career. Know, but I just, I don't know. It can go, I don't know. It could be something like the it, thing, it like the Dolphins swoop in and end up with Derek Carr and two as a right. Raider. Like, and, and who's to say, you know, uh, Belichick might decide that, hey, you know what? I don't, Robert Kraft, I don't want to even work with this guy anymore. You know what He's I mean? Like, retire. Like, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't think Belichick is going to retire. I think they get Jimmy G. Now, why is there no talk about Cousins out of Minnesota yet? Like, how is he not available? And Minnesota's like looking at maybe one of these guys. Like, I, I can see Carr going there, and you know, like I can see Carr going to Minnesota. Cousins, I hate. No, I, I don't think for a trade. I just think I, you know, Minnesota's on the buying market. They really are. Cousins, I think their contract ends soon. They're they're like we're we're going to be looking to a future. My, my ideal move, if I'm if I'm you know speaking as a Raiders fan, you know, obviously taking all the logistics out of it, you know, my ideal thing, trade, uh, Derek Carr to Minnesota, 
get a couple of draft picks, take your two, your, those two draft picks plus your own, or those at the Texans. Ooh, and and get Deshaun. Oh, wait, great conversation. Now we're pivoting. Watson or Russell? I'd want Watson. Yeah, what? like a decade younger. Ooh. Yeah, who who's 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 the one that you really like? I want that guy. Like they're both great. I mean, uh, yeah, they're both very good. But Deshaun Watson has had uh, a much shorter career thus far, and has not been like beaten and crushed the way that Russell Wilson has. But he, but he has been beaten and crushed. I mean, he, he his much. mind sucks. <laughs> not as much. Because like, he hasn't played as many seasons, probably, right? I mean, some of those lot less wear on those tires. <laughs> I think he's got a much higher. He's what twenty five, like yeah, no, and Russ is 32, 33. Like those eight years in NFL years, that's like fifteen. Like yeah, it, Russ, maybe he's got five great years, and then whatever after that, you know. Like I think, I think Watts has got ten. You can sign that guy to a, a, a contract just like Mahomes right now if you wanted, wherever yeah. he goes. Just be like, lock his ass up. And he's like, he's so good. Again, led the league in in passing yards on a terrible team. He has nobody to throw to With it. Fuller as being your guy. Like, good yeah. God. I was like, I, I never understood how did he do that? How, you know, always playing behind, I guess. You know, I don't know. A lot of junk, junkyards. Is it like Stafford type stats? Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like he he's he's younger i think he's got a higher ceiling um like again russ has proven himself but russ proved himself with like one of the most elite defenses of all time because remember when they went to oh, the yeah. super bowl they had nobody on offense like remember that kid against the patriots that had like 120 yards in like the first uh the first half and they're like oh yeah he was working at foot locker six days ago and it's like <laughs> they had another locket on their team and it's it wasn't tyler <laughs> it was another locket tj, TJ locket yeah <laughs> i was like how long has been Lo- locket been on that team and it's like no tyler's young he's like not nah. <laughs> it's like oh man i'm totally golden tate on that team <laughs> <laughs> And Mar- and you know Marshawn carried the offense for the most part, like that was prime beast mode. So, and then like everyone's like, "Oh, Russ, Russ is going to be the MVP this year." Yeah, he was looking good, and then he wasn't. Yeah, that's uh, the story of his career right now. Oh, you look great, and then wait, no, and then everyone caught up. Yeah, Deshaun. <laughs> uh, you know, if you if you put him in the same you know the same conversation with you know Mahomes and and um, and Lamar Jackson, I think he's got a stronger arm than Mahomes. He just doesn't do as, as many crazy throws on the run. Right. Um, and I think he's uh, he's maybe not as good a runner as as Lamar, but he's a better passer than Lamar. Oh yeah. Um, I I could see him put him on a good team like with the next couple of years, and he'll be an MVP. So I would I would take. Uh, if I could do it, I would get I would get Deshaun Watson, but I'm not giving up. Uh, I'll give up anybody on the roster aside from Waller, Jacobs, um, Renfro. <laughs> That's about it. They're not going to yeah. want anybody on my defense. Yeah, right. 
So I'll I'll give up I'll okay, I'll give up four draft picks because I'm I'm not going to need a quarterback and people are going to come to play with me, you know. I know that's 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 me. Yeah, no. Nah, how about how about you as as a as a, a Cowboys fan? What's your ideal scenario? Do you bring Dak back? Do you trade Dak? Do you like what do you what do you do? Well, I mean, ideally, Dak would come back. And he would be in really good shape. But I mean, would you sustain an injury like that? It's so iffy, you know, like you don't know what condition he's going to come back in. So even if he's fully healed, even if he's, you know, been working out and ready to go, he may not be the same player. Like sometimes an injury changes you. So, I mean, I, it, everything is all up in the air right now for, for mm-hmm. me and, and my team, because I don't know what quarterback we're going to have. You know, I don't know. We definitely need to work on our defense. Leighton Vander Esch is pretty good. Sean Lee, after a, that injury, like he he showed promise, but after that injury, I don't know. And I'm I'm not sold on uh, who's that? Mo Claiborne is he still there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, D back is that defensive back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's been there a while, and you know, he showed flashes of promise, but. Now, if you're the Cowboys, are you paying Dak? Like, isn't it? Wasn't he? Uh, I last I knew, he's, he's still due for a, a contract, right? Like, contract. right? They franchised him last year. If they franchise him again, it's thirty-eight ish. So last I knew, Jerry Jones was singing his praises and saying that he is the future of our team. Hmm. So I mean, uh, that was a month ago, two months ago. So it I mean, like, I sounds like lip service from that guy. His tune, or if if he, I mean, because Dak's still young. Well, like he's oh, like, yeah. get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, bring in what Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless talked about with uh, Jerry Jones and his history. What's his history? He overpays everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did I mention earlier? You got uh, Lawrence. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like there's a million, lot of guys being paid a lot of money, and he took care of everybody but did not take care of the quarterback, which, as we have said, is arguably the most important position in all of sports. You don't have a good quarterback. You're not doing jack shit in that league. I don't care how good your offense is. I don't care how good your defense is. You don't have a good quarterback. You're done. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, look at the season. That was indicative of that, you know, like. Look at the last few seasons. So, I mean, yeah. He's overpaid everybody, but not Dak. Why? What is yeah, it about? Pay, pay the man. That, that, that's what I hope. Pay the man. Make him well, your guy. Eight I, years. Lock I mean, him up. Jerry Jones is also a piece of shit. I was going to say, <laughs> he's a hardcore conservative Republican. Maybe he doesn't racist. like the idea of a black quarterback leading America's team. Jesus. Does he want it? And you can, he, offered, he offered Dak 30-ish million, and Dak turned it down. But at the time, that was not a fair price. I mean, it was fair for the mar- what the market was going to be, but he was trying to get it in, like you said, Jay, be the first guy. He was trying to get in, because he. but he watched Goff, and he watched Wentz sign those massive fucking mm-hmm. deals, which those are working out real well. Yeah, and his never came, right? It just never... They and, just- no. And, no. and they signed the running back, which... Terrible idea in this league. Ask Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he signed. He gave. Uh, 
what's his name? Cooper. Cooper is the highest paid wide receiver in the league, and he's not top 10. Like, I love Amari Cooper. I was sad to see him go from the Raiders, especially it was because it was like three weeks after fucking Khalil Mack got traded. But he is the highest paid receiver, and I wouldn't take him in the top 10 of receivers. You have Demarcus Lawrence, who plays when he feels like it. I mean, he's very, very good, but he wasn't last year. All these guys are making elite top of their position money and are not elite or at the top of their position. But you have a guy who can do everything you need him to do, who is in the same mold as a Watson or uh, a Mahomes, where they're mobile guys. They can throw. They can, you know, uh, they can do everything that you need your team to do. But you don't pay him. So you got to ask yourself why, out of all of these guys, out of all these positions, why is he not made? Like Romo got a good deal. Mm, yeah. Like, and Dak's way better than Romo. Oh, absolutely. And Romo will be the first guy to tell you that. Um, he's never he doesn't miss games. I mean, other than this catastrophic injury, he doesn't miss games. You know, he's a good citizen on and off the field, which the NFL needs a lot more of. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one that you don't pay. Yeah, it's funny how, like you said, Zeke got paid, and he's he, isn't he? He's an asshole, right? Isn't he like not a good guy? Like he's got so he's no, got a record. He did. He got suspended. Like they made it. We talked about this a while ago. They made an example of him because you know he had all these allegations uh, thrown at him. Even though they also found text messages from the girl saying, "Hey, watch, I'm going to accuse him of this, and watch what uh-huh. happens to him." It's one of those that the he NFL- was actually innocent. But they punished him anyway. The NFL, oh, the NFL was like, hey, so we have all of these uh, naysayers saying that we're not holding people accountable. So we're going to make an example out of Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, it, none of the allegations were. They weren't true. True. And she chanted everything. They found out that everything like but it that, was that's the that's setup. the one instance where that happens, you know, but you have all of these. Tyreek Hill has a Super Bowl ring. Antonio Brown has a Super Bowl ring. I was going to say, you have all of these instances where there's evidence, you know, of of stuff happening. And, you know, Zeke got six nothing games. happens. Nothing I mean, happens. Either four um, or six. Yeah, I think it was six. And Brown got eight. And Zeke was innocent. So, yeah, don't... <laughs> Don't get me. Yeah, don't yeah. Sorry no, I, I think I I remember from the last show. Yeah, we went. The off. NFL not not great. Not they don't they they don't have the top flight citizens of, no. of most leagues. The guys that are you know so again like Jerry Jones. Nobody on my team is kneeling. I'll cut his ass. No, you won't. Um, you know, that's the type of guy he is. And it's like, oh yeah, we love Dak. We love Dak. Yeah. Show it. Yeah. Yeah. So now, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Jerry Jones is is known to be full of shit. He's known to be contradictory in what he says. He just so, made all that money off the electrical grid. You know, he's got yeah, it to oh he's God, got it to don't spare. Even, don't <laughs> even, you know, it really is oh, man. for a team where the owner is just such I mean, and I think this kind of goes for most owners. A lot of them are scumbags. 
Oh, you don't get a you don't get to be a billionaire by being a good guy. Like but very like, rarely. Jerry Jones, especially in this situation with everything that's been going on down south, is just the ultimate scumbag right now. So it's really mm-hmm. difficult cheering for a team owned by Such that guy. Yeah. I mean, but again, like, you know, like we were saying, you know, he got uh Dak watched all these other guys get their extensions and get their money, and Jerry kind of lowballed them. I mean, it'll also be interesting to see what where Dak is mentally after this injury. You know, after having the the entire season, it, it'll pretty much be a year having an entire year off and kind of just watching. Well, and here's the other thing that I was I was gonna say: like, if you want to bring back Dak, you want him, you have to put him on the. Uh, if he doesn't want to, if you don't give him a good deal, you're going to have to franchise tag him. So he's guaranteed like 37, 38. But if you want to sign him to a long-term deal, Dak's going to probably be outside of Mahomes, the highest paid pit player in the NFL, because he's going to be like, okay, well, I wanted 35. You came in at 30. Now you're going to franchise me at 38. You want me to sign a deal? I need. Four years. I need five years, two hundred million, which I think would be fair. That's. I mean, what is Russ making? What is what is uh, Mahomes making? What is Stafford making? What is Aaron Rodgers making? They're all making right around forty million. Yeah, and he's worth it. Like, yeah. like Ash said before. You know, I know they started one and four, but the yard, the, what he was doing as far as quarterback with yards and touchdowns was fucking phenomenal. Nobody had ever done. Or yeah. Like, it, it's it's and not. Then, and, oh, sorry. no, go ahead. No, I, I, go ahead. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, it's not always the quarterback's fault that they don't have good support around them. No, if the defense can't stop anybody. Yeah. Like, like I mean, offensively he had guys there but you know quarterbacks are not part of the defense you know what i mean and so, got good, like, good receivers i mean gallup and and i mean gallup and uh and and uh cooper are, are a good tandem yes and you had blake jarwin who they lost at the beginning of the year that first game like he's a solid tight end he's a you know one of the the you know top 10 15 tight ends he's very good um, I mean, he's not Kelsey or Kittle or one of those guys, but he's very good. Um, yeah. If Jerry had been smart and, you know, I'm not going to give him our, like they were worried that Cooper was going to go to Washington and get like some ridiculous deal. It's like, you know what? Let him go to Washington and get some ridiculous deal and like pick up a free agent. Like you could have grabbed Nelson Aguilar. You think Aguilar wouldn't have played for, you know, down oh, there? Yeah the Raiders I mean you know you got Kenny Galladay who's a free agent uh Alan Robinson who's a free agent like there's a lot of guys and you're going to miss out on them because you're going to be paying Amari Cooper 21 million dollars a year for the next few years like Gallup's going to want to raise you're not going to be able to give it to him because yeah, you're going to pay you're going to pay the position that need, they they need. So it's okay, you know, let Gallup go and make sure. You, but you got to pay Dak. You got to get you got to lock that guy up. You know, like you said, his age is still great, and I just hope, like you said, his leg is serviceable. 
I mean, plus he's so likable. I mean, if Alex Smith can like, come back from what so he came back incredibly from at 35. Likable. And this kid has just had so much shit put on him. Like, you know, he's he's a guy you just really root for. Oh, yeah. he's so much fun. Like, you know, he's like, oh, look at me. I, I like soup and mattresses. Like, <laughs> like oh. soup and mattresses. Well, I mean, that's that, those are his. <laughs> yeah. his yeah. Was his endorsement? Yeah, Campbell's soup and what's the mattress? Hey, Dak, what if I like it cold and she likes it hot? Oh, that's okay. You guys can each have your own thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm approachable. Talk to me about your sleeping habits. Is your partner too toasty? You can come talk to me about that. Like, he's a very approachable guy. Yeah. Yeah, what I was saying though is like he's been through so much loss, and you know, you really like he's such a good kid. You know, you don't hear all of these horrible stories coming you know from from him you know you you hear the opposite yeah, yeah you, you good hear, citizen on and off the field. you know like so you you find yourself like i mean myself you know just rooting for him like really just i just want the best for him i want to protect him i want to put him in a little bubble yeah he's little, a nice guy little Dak like prescott him. bubble i like, Call him. Him bubble I like boy. well maybe not a bubble find it hard to run and if you fill it up with or two throw muggy <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good place to uh, kind of wrap things up. Uh, Jay, do you have any other uh, final thoughts, uh, predictions, things that uh, you want to talk about in the sports world? I know we didn't touch on Tiger Woods. So that's because Tiger Woods is a scumbag and, you know, whatever. I, I, again, karma's a bitch. Um, yeah. we'll, leave, we'll, leave that, we'll leave that one there. And uh, again, for, for people who listen that are our Celtics fans, hang in there. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there, please. Stay, stay, stay on the bandwagon. Do you have any final thoughts? Till next week, kids. Stay out of the penalty box. I'm going to say um, two things. One to the Bruins. Uh, play better against the uh, Islanders. No, 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 no. This is this they're is in to, your fucking head now. To Sweeney. They're 0 and 3 Stop against the Islanders. Stop putting Halak in the net against the Islanders. Yeah, Tuka Just played on Sunday. It. It's Thursday. Right? They didn't have any games in between. <laughs> like, Sunday, Thursday, Tuka would have been fine. Yeah. Two you two use two Ks, too much rest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's uh that's a good place to start. Uh Jay where do you like folks uh, following you on social media and where can folks find your fine program? Well, on Instagram, it's at it's go time pod. And you can always email at it's go time uh, podcast on gmail at gmail.com. Uh, again, our podcast is go time with Jay and James. You can find it on any platform and especially on the Dorkening. So, yeah. And uh, as far as us, well, uh, if you have a hot take prediction or disagree with something we said, let us know at the loudest sports show at gmail.com. Follow us on social media on Twitter at loudest underscore show on Instagram at the loudest sports show. And uh, next week we have uh, a fun guest uh, who is uh, doing some great stuff for the, uh, the world of uh, battling childhood cancer. So uh, I look forward to talking to our guest uh, from the, uh, strong-willed uh, sports group, uh, Mr. Craig Allen. And we're very excited to chat with him. And uh, we're going to talk about all the stuff that he does and uh, why this charity is so near and dear to him. So I think with that being said, uh, 
You guys have yourselves a great night, and we will see you next time. Let me see, see you. Let's end the.